MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Opening day and the opening round of the Masters are the same day, so that first week of April will be jam-packed with betting intel from our experts. We'll have a breakdown of every golfer in the field, plus futures bets and matchups from the Long Shots crew of Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Eumann. Sign up today and get full access to VEASAN through the start of baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL Draft for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash spring. Welcome back. This is our number three of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebfe alongside Scott Seidenberg here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And this Sunday is the middle of the Final Four going on in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Last night we saw two games in New Orleans, I should say, uh, with the North Carolina Tar Heels defeating the Duke Blue Devils. That was a phenomenal basketball game. 81-77 to 77 there. Carolina wins outright as a four-and-a-half point dog. Game goes over the oh, total. 153-and-a-half. Yeah. There were some interesting live betting numbers there for the total. I think I saw as low as 144-and-a-half, which I almost pulled the trigger on. I didn't do it uh, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, but that's what happened. Uh, we also saw the Kansas Jayhawks defeat the Villanova Wildcats 81-65. to 65. 
five here, but your big takeaways from what we saw yesterday in the final four. And now as we kind of spin it forward to the national title game, uh, North Carolina is not an eighth seed. <laughs> That's the biggest <laughs> yeah. takeaway. And I think we knew this already. They were underseeded mm. going into the tournament, but it's hard to argue. And the numbers show like that since the end of January, they've been the best team in college basketball. One of the best teams defensively, offensively, everything has just been clicking for this team. And yes, they got healthier and maybe bought into what Hubert Davis has been trying to get done this entire season. It didn't really click until late in the year for them. I mean, this is a team that had some bad losses during the regular season, but during this NCAA tournament, you can't argue with results. And the worst thing that we saw from them in this entire tournament run has been blowing that 25-point lead in the final 10 minutes of that game against Baylor, but Brady Manick getting ejected completely changed the landscape of that game for them. Their three-point shooting has been excellent. Guys like Manick and Caleb Love have been lights out from downtown. And Caleb Love, the assassin, <laughs> it was against UCLA where he hit the uh, dagger three to not only tie the game, and then the follow-up three to take the lead. And then the three last night against Duke was really the nail in the coffin. Uh, and they sent the Blue Devils home packing. And that has been just so impressive for me to watch this North Carolina run. Uh, first inclination when it comes to the national championship game is taking the points of this Tar Heels team, just knowing that this team has just been so great this entire run. And even going back to the end of the regular season, maybe, you know, a slight hiccup in the ACC tournament, but hard to argue with results, Femi. Yeah, I think the most impressive thing to me here is for North Carolina – they shoot the ball well, but we've seen these games like UCLA where they didn't shoot it at their usual clip mm -hmm. of like 40%, and they were still able to kind of grind these games out and come up with victories, and we see them. They take care of the basketball pretty well relative to the other teams in college basketball. Like, this North Carolina team is finding other ways to win, and I always laugh back at the conversation of December and January surrounding this team was they can beat the bad teams, and then they get killed by the good teams. Like, if you look at their schedule, every good team that they played that was like a quad one team, quote-unquote, they got killed by early on <laughs> in the season, and they were beating up on the quad twos, the quad threes, until everything flipped with that win over Duke at Cameron Indoor Stadium in Coach K's final game there in Durham. And I think, I don't know, something flipped in the locker room at that second half there because the second half was terrific, and they've been terrific outside of the loss of Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament, yep. have really played some of the best basketball I believe since March, Bartorfik has Carolina as his number one rated yes. team. Like yeah. they've been that good to where that this shouldn't be a surprise when you look at the recent advanced data. And, and you're getting big time performances in big time spots for mm -hmm. Caleb Love in this tournament. His three highest scoring games of the season have all come in this NCAA tournament. That's Just incredible. think about that. The three highest scoring games of his entire year have come in this tournament. It's been what a run for him. Before the Final Four, you could have got him at 20-1 to 1 to win tournament MOP. Uh, those odds have definitely decreased right now. I mean, he's – I wouldn't say he's going to be the favorite just because Kansas is favorite. Well, Abaji's the favorite. Abaji's going to yeah. be the favorite to mm -hmm. win MOP there as let's now turn our attention to that Kansas-Villanova game because, I mean, goodness, Kansas, they just shot the lights out in New Orleans yesterday afternoon, defeating Villanova 81-65 mm -hmm. to there. They cover. Game goes over the total. I was on the over, over 132.5. I know you were on the under in that game, and it probably should have played out to the under based on some of the shot quality that we saw from these two teams, but the Jayhawks just couldn't miss. 
missed, and here they are, one win away from cutting down the nets for the first time since 2008. It was such an outlier game. Uh, I read the stats earlier. I'll read them now from Jesse Newell of the uh, Kansas City Star. Uh, Kansas scored 1.398 points per possession. That is the highest mark against Villanova in the last five years, and they did it all with zero fast break points. The only game this season that the Jayhawks did not score a basket in transition. Kansas also was limited to only 58 possessions, the slowest tempo for a Jayhawks game since 2016. And with that being said, lowest amount of possessions, slowest pace in six years, zero fast break points for the first time this season. (laughs) Femi, they still scored 81 points. And that's all you need to know. I mean, that sort of offensive efficiency without getting (laughs) fast break points is unheard of. 40 points in the first half, 41 points in the second half. Ochai Abaji is going to get a lot of the attention there. 21 points, six of eight from the field, six of all six of those field goals being from three point range here, able to get two rebounds and an assist. But I think David McCormick, especially in that first half, him sort of setting the tone and just exposing Villanova's lack of size there in the interior. I mean, McCormick is not known as some sort of high prowess, low post score. He has 25 points and nine rebounds in this game. 10 of 12 from the field. He was able to get those guys in foul trouble. He's able to clean up the glass. Like Villanova kind of doubling down on him in the post that almost opened things up for those guys like a Brown or an Abaji or a Harris to make some open shots from outside. Yeah. And the thing with Villanova is you knew that they were undersized going into this matchup and they switch off their picks. And whenever they switch, they wind up with mismatches and you do have smaller players and guards guarding some of these bigger guys. And so mm-hmm. I think McCormick and, and the rest of the Jayhawks offense really took advantage of this. And you mentioned that the double teams did allow for some clean three-point looks. The difference is, whereas maybe North Carolina, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Villanova survived against other teams, Kansas made their shots. They, what, 13 of 24 from three-point range? Yeah, 54%. That's that's, unbelievable. That's 39 points they scored from the three-point line. This game, I know the the final score wound up being uh, heavier than what the game actually was. Kansas yeah. pulled away in the final four minutes or so, uh, and you know once obviously you're just chasing threes at the end of that game. They started the game on a 10-0 run from the three from the 17-minute mark of the first half to the four-minute mark really of the second half. The game was even because mm-hmm. with four minutes left in the game, it was a 10-point game. So Villanova played them even for the majority of that game. It was the 10-0 run to start the game, and it was the run that they won at the end, which I kind of excuse anyway. Take those 39 points from three-pointers. Cut that in half. Villanova might actually win this game, let alone cover. Yeah. And that's when you're handicapping college basketball or basketball in general – a lot of times, with the way the game is played now, comes down to how these teams shoot from beyond the arc. Like that's just kind of the reality of it, and it adds more variance to things. I mean, instead of it's, instead of thirty nine <laughs> points from the three point line, incredible. give them give them twenty nine points from the three point line, and this is a completely mm-hmm. different game. Give them twenty points from the three point line, Villanova wins. You know, Villanova did everything we thought they were going to do. They scored sixty five points. That's exactly what you thought they were going to do, right? And they limited Kansas to the fifty eight possessions. They, they yeah. did everything except they fell behind early 
and they are not a team equipped to come from double digits down. They just don't do it. They don't score fast enough. Yes, they can hit the three, but they were also missing Justin Moore, their second-leading scorer, which not only just hurts them depth-wise because they only play six deep, but it killed them when you need points to come back from double digits down. And I think that like the more injury really threw a wrench into this whole thing. But my biggest fear about Villanova entering this tournament, and it's probably why I kept fading them uh, in the Sweet 16 and in the Elite Eight, was because I thought that their ceiling wasn't as high as some of these other. Yeah, the ceiling was the ceiling was the roof. To quote Michael Jordan, but it wasn't as high as some of these teams like a Kansas, like a Duke, like an Arizona or a Gonzaga. Just because I thought that. If those other teams played their best games, Villanova had no answer. Now, Villanova, the best thing that they did was that their floor was the highest among all Mm -hmm. these teams because they're not going to beat themselves. They're going to protect the basketball. They're going to make their free throws. Like That that sort of efficiency is rare in college basketball, which gave them an edge. But unfortunately for the Wildcats, they ran into a team that played their best game on that day, and that's the result that you got. Villanova gets behind. They don't have the firepower to get back into the game. Yeah, look, I picked Villanova as my national champ. I had a 25-1 to ticket on them to win the national title. I loved them going into this tournament. I loved them all season long. I was very anti-Providence because of everything (laughs) that I saw, which is kind of still a joke. that uh, I was really hoping, honestly, that – and Villanova got to the Final Four anyway, so it didn't matter. But I was hoping that they would get the three seed in the East – because if they were in the East, that means they were playing in Philadelphia. And yeah. so it would have been an easier path to the Final Four. But they got there anyway. Yeah. So I was happy about it. And no, I did not hedge off going up against Kansas. I mean, yeah. That's a tough – I mean, I understand that you letting it ride there. But after the Justin Moore injury, you never had an inclination to want to take a little take a little back? Yeah, wasn't worth it for me. Yeah, no, and that's and that's every better is different. Yeah, every it's better not like is, I had so much on the line exactly. where I was like, yeah. I'm gonna guarantee myself a nice payday. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, it was a little, it was a little sprinkle, Femi. Yeah, no, and, and that's the thing is that every better is different. And the, the size of the original bet also a factor exactly. into things as well. Um, real quick, and we'll touch on this more in the other side of the break here. But there's a new head coach for the Butler Bulldogs. Laval Jordan is out. We heard that news earlier this week. New head coach now. Guess his name, Thad Mata. Former Ohio State coach, former Butler head coach. We'll discuss that more on the other side. (laughs) This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday... I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 20 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Scott Seidenberg here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Talking a little college basketball. Mentioned the breaking news on the last mm-hmm. segment there. Thad Mata now going to Butler, his old stomping grounds. This has been a 17-year career. It was included stints at Butler, Ohio State, over at Xavier. Mata has a record of 439 and 154, has 20 win seasons in 16 of those 17 seasons, has been to the Final Four twice with the Buckeyes. Your thoughts on Mata going back home to Butler? Uh, you know what? It's his alma mater, right? Mm-hmm. So it, there's some sentimentality there. Um I liked his teams at Ohio State, but yep. I never bought in on him as an elite head coach. You know, I liked what they, I liked the defense they played. Um, I think Butler's a good, it's a good fit for him. I think he's, I think he's a mid-major type coach. Mm-hmm. You know, no disrespect. I think he's a quality coach. I just don't see him as one of the elites, and I never bought into him that way, even when Ohio State was finding success. 
Yeah, he had a couple of really good seasons there. The Greg a Oden team. Of great seasons that, that, there. Yeah, Ohio State. went to the national title game. They also the Jared Sullinger team mm-hmm. that went to the Final Four, losing to Kansas that year. That Final Four was in New Orleans, where this year's Final Four also happens to be. And tomorrow night's national championship game between North Carolina and Kansas. It's going to be a really good one. The Jayhawks, four and a half point favorites over at BetMGM. The total, 153 and a half. But there's some 152s now, 152 and a half now at BetMGM. Some 152s hanging around keep here still. Coming, keep so coming. We're, we're seeing on. some of that keep action coming. towards the under here. Your thoughts on the movement. And after that, we'll talk a little bit about some of these trends here we got going on. I hope it keeps coming. I'm going to jump it on the over as soon as this gets to like 152, 151 mm-hmm. and a half. Uh, give, give that to me. Uh, I I, th- I set this game myself probably at like 153, 154. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see this thing go, you know, creep down a little bit and then jump in on the over. Uh, I could see a situation where you go, you know, first half under, second half over type of thing. Um, as far as the game spread goes, Femi, I don't like the number of four. And I, I don't like the number of four. It's not just about the team. I think if North Carolina was favored by four, I wouldn't like the. I just don't like the number because unless you're talking about a game that comes down to the final possession where a buzzer beater is either going to tie the game or or get a win, it's very rarely going to end in that, inside that number. Free throws come into play at the end. Uh, a lot of things come into play to stretch the lead at the end. I always think that four is kind of my threshold here. If it's four or under and you like the underdog, take them to win outright. Mm -hmm. If you like the favorite, lay the points because they're going to cover. Yeah, no, right now at BetMGM, North Carolina, plus 155 on the money line. And to your point, the points have not been valuable in national championship games. Our first trend here, as I know Wes Reynolds says, trends are your acquaintances. They're not your friends. You only want them to be (laughs) your acquaintances. You don't want to love them too much here. But only one time in the last 21 years, Scott, did the national champion not cover the spread. And that game was Duke against Butler. Butler And what happened happened in that game? Came down to a buzzer beater. Came down to a buzzer beater with Gordon Hayward off the backboard uh, and off the rim there. Would have been one of the more dramatic probably Hoosier-style endings of a national championship game. But that just goes to show you that sometimes these points, especially in a high total game like Carolina and Kansas, we know that it's getting bet to the under, but still anytime you're over 150, that's expecting quite a bit of pace that maybe those four and a half points aren't as valuable as they would have been maybe in a Villanova game where the total is like 131. Yes, and I like, I would take North Carolina plus the two in the first half. Mm-hmm. I like them. If you can get two and a half in the first half, thank great, but you're probably not. Uh, so I think North Carolina plus the points in the first half is a good bet. North Carolina money line would be the way that I would look if you're backing the Tar Heels. But if you're going with Kansas, lay the four. You're not worried about that. I don't think this number comes into play at all. Even if it is a one-possession game with 30 seconds left, Femi, all it takes is one miss and a yep. foul, and you're covering the four. Yeah, that's the free throw end game situation is really what stands out to me as well in terms of the four and a half points. Now, I grabbed the four and a half points because I have a Kansas 16 to one ticket to win the national title. Nice so, so yeah, I'm, so, I'm shooting for the middle here, you know, trying to get a little greedy and hopefully we can win both of these bets here. But more often it's than more not, of a middle than taking North Carolina money line. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're trying to win both. Yes. We're, we're trying to yes. win both here and uh, see what happens Monday night. But another trend that we have as it pertains to the national title game is that 
championship game favorites of three points or more are on a 12 and three straight up run, 11 and four ATS, that's 73%, mm. while those favored by two and a half or less are just four and four straight up ATS since 1998. However, Gonzaga, they did lose to Baylor last year outright as four and a half point favorites. Your thoughts on this trend? Are you fading or are you following? Probably following, and I should have followed the trends from the Final Four because mm-hmm. it was that there was a matchup, there was a, a matchup trend that was like one seeds versus two seeds or something yep. like that. It was like some some ridiculous trend that pointed to obviously Kansas is going to cover this game and I'm like ah trends are for losers (laughs) but as you outlined though it took an out-of-body experience with the Jayhawks to cover that but no I think I think (laughs) this one is telling me I I do kind of lean this one and it goes into kind of what I'm what my my thought process is with laying the points with the favorite is that it doesn't come down to these short numbers and that's right there you're it's a three points or more right three Mm -hmm. is such a short number so anytime you're going to get a higher spread like that or, or you're not really seeing a massive spread in a championship game, but something that's in this range, three, four, five, I don't think the number comes into play a lot of these times uh, unless, you know, unless it's a favorite, you know, the favorite, yeah. the favorite winning. Unless it's an underdog winning outright, then they just win outright. We've seen that a couple of times. We have. I mean, we saw it with Baylor last year with the underdog winning outright there in the and national title game. Big. They won big. Gonzaga <laughs> didn't look like they belonged on the court with them, which was shocking since Gonzaga hadn't lost all year that season. These trends came courtesy of the VEASAN betting guide. And if you haven't been subscribing to the betting guides, like we, we tell you guys they're $19. Like mm. you're just doing it wrong. You're doing yourself a disservice if you want to actually do well at betting. So make sure to look out for these betting guides because always packed with a lot of nuggets and valuable, valuable information. Want to ask you about Armando Baycott as it pertains to this title game here, because if you're a North Carolina backer or you're interested in backing the North Carolina Tar Heels, Baycott had a little bit of an ankle injury late in the second half. Would that scare you off North Carolina or do you think he should be good to go? Because we did see him return after leaving with that ankle injury. Yeah, it doesn't it wouldn't scare me from betting North Carolina. It would it kind of I'm concerned about the ability to defend inside. I'm concerned about the rebounding for sure, but also there's not going to be a size mismatch either. Uh, and you want him as obviously as close to healthy as possible, but with McCormick inside with Obaji's ability to stretch with uh, Kansas setting picks and you're going to have to move and switch on guys or fight through screens every inconvenience that you have with an ankle injury is just going to limit your mobility. And I think that that's going to be tough for him to deal with on the defensive side. I'm not worried about him offensively. I'm worried about it a little bit defensively. Yeah, I think defensively, because he's probably going to be tasked with guarding David McCormick. Now, yeah. McCormick is not the leading scorer of the Jayhawks. No. He's not really known for his offensive but off- prowess. But, but offensive but rebounds will come into play yes. if you can't box out a guy, if you can't Those move. Are extra possession. Exactly. You can't move to get inside of him. Or when there's a high screen and roll set, if you can't switch off because you don't have the mobility, guys are going to get open. I'm curious to see how most outstanding player – comes to fruition because if Kansas wins this game and it's got to be Obaji now Obaji's the favorite he's, right now he's played his way into it but Obaji in this game is probably going to be defended by North Carolina's best defender Leaky Black and if he, Leaky Black makes Obaji work and he has an inefficient game I mean I'm, I'm talking this into existence here because I have a Jalen Wilson 50 to 1 ticket well, to an MOP but Jalen Wilson had a double double against Villanova maybe if he hit some shots early so let me give you an interesting build some momentum okay Remy Martin <laughs> Remy Martin's like 14 to one right now. Yeah. And coming off a three point performance. Yes. Against Nova. Terrible. 
So he was terrible. They didn't need him, though, right? Three points in 21 minutes, whatever. But you can't, you can't say that Remy Martin was not the reason why Kansas even got to the Final Four. He was their most valuable player in the first few games of this NCAA tournament. Even Bill Self said they're not in the Final Four without Remy Martin. Now, Obaji finally showed up here in the Final Four. If he shows up again in the National Championship game, he's he's going to win Most Outstanding Player because sometimes it's just the two games in the Final Four that wins you the tournament MOP. And that's what it is. I mean, they call it the tournament MOP, but it's really the Final Final Four Four MOP because we've seen so many different people win this award here. I even joked on Twitter that I could call him Ochai Luke Hancock Abaji because <laughs> Luke Hancock with the Louisville team, and he actually retweeted it this morning. I'm not sure how he found it. Maybe somebody tagged him, but or he searches his own name on Twitter, but shout out to you, Luke Hancock. But uh, I mean, he had that run for Louisville in yep. the Final Four and ends up being MOP. Abaji, a more known name, first team All-American, already what played really What moment are they well. going to show in uh, one shining moment? An Obaji three or Remy Martin running down the court? It's going to be an Obaji three against Villanova. <laughs> Although Remy Martin probably has the most outstanding name in the Final Four, so he'll always have that And that award. Prince-like hair. And that Prince-like hair. On the other side, we turn our attention to the association. Also, update to Mavs, Bucks, and Milwaukee. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the Breakfast Baconator, Croissant Combos, and Hot or Cold Coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and the Simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Thank you for choosing Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside Scott Seidenberg here at the VEASAN Studios, the South Point Hotel and Casino. Scott, I know you can co-sign on the Wendy's breakfast. Oh, yeah. You are a fan. Delicious. Very delicious. Breakfast Baconator guy, or are you uh, just no, simply OJ? Croissant combo. Croissant, croissant yeah. combo. There yeah. we go. Absolutely love it. We're all hungry here at the studio, so let's uh, go back to the basketball before the tummies start rumbling. Um, but right now, Mavericks are taking on the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champions. You're on Dallas plus six in this game. Oh, yeah. The Mavs lead it 66 to 60, laying two and a half on the live line. Love it. Absolutely love it. These, first of all, the Mavericks have been so great defensively this season. I think that's not being talked about enough. And actually, the Bucks have been leaning towards the under a lot this season as well. I thought this was going to be a very tightly contested game. Uh, Milwaukee looked great in their two wins against the Sixers and the Nets back-to-back. But then they rest everybody, and they get blown out by the Clippers, right? Yep. I just don't like it when I – like, I don't like – Doing, I don't like the team in the following game in that situation. After you the know, resting. After resting all their guys. I think that uh, especially in a sport where you're playing uh, multiple nights a week and sometimes back-to-backs, momentum is everything, rhythm is everything, and when you take time off and then come back, I do, do think it has an adverse effect on some of these players. Now, rest is great, and it'll be great for these players to be in the pl- uh, come to playoff time. Mm-hmm. But looking at the standings right now, Milwaukee's in a spot where – Yes, if they win this game, they're a game back of Miami. They're a game and a half back right now. But losing this game doesn't necessarily hurt them because they still have a lead here uh, on uh, Boston. Plus, I don't know who wants to get the 
two seed. I mean, it's tricky right now because you have the Brooklyn Nets just a game back of the seven or, or a game back of the eight seed, essentially, yeah. to where they could potentially be that seven seed. Yes. But it's hard to predict where the Nets are going to go. I know, I know. Uh, it's, but you got to think that down the stretch with the Nets' remaining schedule, it, it's does – it's very, very doable. They play the Rockets, that's a win. They play the Knicks, that's a win. They play Cleveland, that's a win. They play Atlanta, that's a win. So they're going to win out there and finish 44 and 38. That should be enough to get them to the eighth seed. Mm -hmm. And then I like them winning that 7-8 game. That 7-8 game, yeah. And then they're the seventh seed. And who wants to be the two seed playing against the Brooklyn Nets in the first round? That's going to be a tough task for one of those teams out in the Eastern Conference because Kyrie Irving now is able to play in Barclays Center there. So uh, with him back in those home games, the Nets now yeah. home field or home court advantage, I should say, home field advantage. Jesus, what is this football season? Um, home court advantage should be really, really good here for the Brooklyn Nets in the postseason. But let's continue with the rest of this NBA card here. The Denver Nuggets taking on the Los Angeles Lakers and the Nuggets earlier this morning. Two and a half, three, depending on where you look. Mm -hmm. Now that line is five and a half. It got as high as six and a half yeah. over at BetMGM, but we've seen some buyback. The big news in that game, LeBron James dealing with the nagging ankle injury will be out. That was reported by Sham Sharania over at The Athletic. So no LeBron against the Nuggets for the Lakers. Anthony Davis should be good to go in this game. But Denver now laying five and a half total, 230 and a half. Uh, apparently, uh, Frank Vogel said that um, – he has to game plan with LeBron or AD, you know, and he was like, oh, it's a season of adjustment. We got to play through it, as Frank Vogel <laughs> said in his last couple of games here. Uh, He's going through it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is going through it. Um, Anthony Davis said that he felt good after playing uh, in his first game. So mm -hmm. am I crazy, Femi, for liking the Lakers more without LeBron? that maybe now it's a Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, two man game and they could be valued here as the dog. The only reason why I have apprehension Has the number gotten high enough to like it. Well, and I, I see where you're going with this because usually when you get these star players out, I mean, there's always an overreaction in the market. Yes. So where the valuable play is to actually bet on this team, but I don't know if Anthony Davis is quite ready to carry the load with it mm. being his second game being back. Like, if Davis had been playing for about five to ten games, I'm like, okay, I can rock with you there. But this is only his second game back. He's still probably catching his wind. He hasn't played basketball in quite some time. And you can't rely on Russell Westbrook. So where I think it's a stay away. Like, I wouldn't run to bet the Nuggets. Like, no way at five and a half. <laughs> but I don't think I can get there with the Lakers just because this is only Anthony Davis's second game back. I just got a sneaky feeling that the Lakers might pull something out here. It's Sunday, and, and usually those L.A. Sunday games are in favor of you the know, Lakers. The other team might have been out last night. Melo you know? didn't play in the last <laughs> game, so he's going to be rested. Uh, you know, Westbrook's he, – someone's going to – well, I don't know if anyone's going to take that contract, but he's playing yeah. for – he's auditioning for a team – Right, because he's going to take his player option for forty-seven million dollars, forty-seven million dollars, and, um, and and <laughs> the Lakers and the Lakers are certainly going to try and trade him. Um, but the Lakers are in a spot, and I'm kind of surprised LeBron's not playing. He needs two more games to qualify for the scoring title, mm -hmm. so he's definitely going to play in two more games. I believe. I think he wants that, but also the Lakers. I know they're not likely to get that ten seed because. Spurs are going to pick up another win over uh, uh, the Blazers. Lakers are a game back right now. Yes. But there's a chance 
And with next season, with this offseason being just full of question marks, they have no draft picks, right? I don't know what this team's going to look like next year. Are they really going to be better next year? Or are they going to be worse next year? I'm surprised LeBron's not putting pedal to the metal and going all out here to try to win these last games and put pressure on the Spurs. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's, they don't feel like they have a shot, even if they were to get into and the that's it. tournament. And then LeBron not playing is just his way of saying, I can't be blamed. Because if we lose without <laughs> me, then it's like, it ain't my fault. Although he wants that scoring title, though. Two does, more games, he'll score 30-something points and get the scoring title. Scoring title. Right now, the Lakers have lost five straight. Yeah. The worst record since the All-Star break here for the Los Angeles Awful. Lakers. So it's been a really, really bad season in Tinseltown. Philadelphia 76ers. It's been a little shaky as of late. They're taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers later on this afternoon. Tip-off 310. Philadelphia three-and-a-half-point favorites at BetMGM. Total 224-and-a-half. I like them a lot. I think that there was a spot that you could have faded Philly and it was against the Pistons, which I did because I've been riding the Pistons during this cover streak. It's been really good, man. And we could talk about them because they're dogs again today, and they're 16-0-2 in their last 18 as an underdog. But for the 76ers, the spot to fade them is over. Mm-hmm. The win against the Hornets was so big for them. Doc Rivers calling out James Harden. Joel Embiid calling out Doc Rivers. Uh, there's <laughs> there, there, there seemed to be a lot of dissension with this team that has kind of now, I think... It, it boiled over and now it's done, and I think this team is ready to move to ready to move on now. Keep in mind, I still will be fading them come playoff time because I hate James Harden, and I really yeah. think that he's not a championship player, and this team is not going to win a championship. But in this spot here against the Cavs, who are banged up, no Jared Allen, they're not going to be able to defend Joel Embiid. I think we get a big 30, 40 something point performance from Embiid today, and the Sixers roll. And I can see that Embiid is in the midst of the MVP discussion right there, alongside with Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP, also Giannis Antetokounmpo. So he's incentivized to try to win Mm -hmm. and try to put up those stats there in games that are advantageous for him. And with the Cleveland Cavaliers' current interior defensive situation, not a good matchup for Cleveland here. Jared Allen already out. Evan Mobley nursing the injury as well. Uh, Final game I wanted to get to you with, this could be a potential play-in game preview here in the Western Conference chalk prevails in the West. Right now, the L.A. Clippers taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. This game tips off 640 over in L.A. Clippers one-and-a-half point favorites. Total 222-and-a-half. Your thoughts in this game that we could see about 10 days from now? Uh, Paul George playing, then I like it. Paul George not playing, then I don't like it. Uh, Keep in mind, the Clippers are locked into their standings. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not moving anywhere. They are the eighth seed. So they will be the road team in the 7-8 matchup, uh, which is going to be against Minnesota. Minnesota, or maybe Denver, who knows? New Orleans also kind of locked in, you know, like they're not going to catch up to the Clippers and they're not going to fall out. They're not going to be the 10 seed. So in a matchup of teams that don't really have much going on, and a possible scenario where they're playing against each other in the playing spot on a Sunday. Ah, I don't like anything about this game, to be honest with you. I don't think we get max effort from either of these. I was going to say, I was like, I think these teams might be apprehensive to show anything because of the potential for this matchup in the playing tournament. And it could be the matchup that decides who's the eighth seed in the Western conference Maybe they hold back a little bit. Right now, the total, there's been a little tick down to the under. Open 223.5, now 222.5. 
Maybe under? I would like the under. I don't think these. I don't think they try hard tonight. Yeah, I, I, I don't think the coaches are. They're not going to want to reveal anything X's and O's wise. So it could be a fun game to maybe take advantage of there in terms of the under with the Pelicans taking on the LA Clippers. On the other side, final segment of the show, we turn our attention to the American League division odds. Opening day just four days away. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the College Basketball National Championship. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on the game, and if either team hits a three, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code MM200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy the final game like never before and find out why nothing beats a win at BetMGM. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code MM200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in the College Basketball National Championship. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Welcome back. This is the final segment of Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebfe alongside Scott Seidenberg here at the VEASAN Studios. Betting Across America, the Circa version, mm. joins us at the top of the hour. Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds will carry us for another three hours here at the network, so keep it locked here on VEASAN. But before we wrap up the show here, we wanted to discuss the American League odds and the division odds, starting with the West, are rather interesting. The Houston Astros, the favorites, minus 165. Then you have the Angels plus 400. The Mariners, I'm curious to get your thoughts. I'm a Seattle guy, and everybody loves this team. They're <laughs> plus 450. Texas, 16-1. to 1. Oakland, 25-1. to 1. So there's a lot to like with the Mariners. There's a lot of people that are very high I keep on hearing them. that. <laughs> uh, you know, Robbie Ray, the reigning Cy Young Award winner, goes from Toronto to Seattle now, and he's in a rotation that features Marco Gonzalez and mm-hmm. Logan Gilbert and Chris Flexen, who was so good at home last year. Yep. Chris Flexen starts at home were incredible. On the road, not so much. <laughs> uh, but you got Jesse Winker, who comes over from Cincinnati, who's an absolute stud. Like, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Jesse Winker to be the American League MVP. That's wow. How good this guy is. Uh, J.P. Crawford's very good. Everybody knows and loves him. They got young kids, too, that people are very, very high on um, in terms of possible rookie of the year numbers. I think the Angels are very intriguing. couple of reasons. One is the health, yes. right? So you have another year of Shohei Otani, who's coming off of his incredible season. MVP. But Mike Trout is back healthy now. Anthony Rendon is back healthy now. And you're going to start to see a lineup of what people maybe thought they were going to see with this Angels team, right? And also, I think what's really big about them is uh, having now Noah Syndergaard in this rotation. I have a 100-to-1 bet on Noah Syndergaard to be the American League Cy Young Award winner. Wow. Uh, This is a guy who has elite stuff, but the biggest question is health. I was going to say, I was like, why were they 100-to-1? But if you talk about health. Because he's two years removed from from surgery or whatever. He hasn't pitched. He barely didn't pitch at all last year. Uh, What, he threw two innings last year? But Joe Madden said there's no innings restriction on him going into this season, which is very positive. He does have electric stuff. The question is his health. The other thing that I do love about Noah Syndergaard, though, is that he signed a one-year deal. So he is pitching for his future. Mm -hmm. So you know he wants to get that big money contract this offseason. You might get the best out of him possible. And so you put him in a rotation with Shohei Otani with a a lineup that features, like I said, a healthy Rendon with Trout, with, uh, with Shohei Otani. Bullpen's really the only question mark for this team I think they'll be competitive. Obviously, you love the manager. Um, I think they'll be competitive. I don't know about winning the division, but the other thing that you have to keep in mind when it comes to this American League West is look at that team at the bottom. Yeah. The soon-to-be Las Vegas Athletics. (laughs) 
they you want to talk about tank mode they have given up they traded away all their top players they traded away Minaya today this team I saw a stat out there uh, I forgot who posted it on Twitter but I'll give them credit uh, I apologize for not sourcing it in 1991, the Oakland A's had the highest payroll in Major League Baseball at $33 million. Think about that. 1991, yeah. $33 million is a lot of money. Their opening day payroll here in 2022, $33 million. Wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, like, just say that we're a triple-A team. It's, that's like, what like, they like, are. Like, you cannot be charging for the, for the fans in Oakland and who knows how long they'll be able to root for this team there. But, I mean, they should be rioting. Like, like that, they should be $5 tickets to go to those games. Unbelievable. $33 million is what they've invested into a quote-unquote major league baseball team, but that's a discussion for another day. Let's go over and look at the AL Central here because I, I like what you said about my Mariners. We'll see if they can get to the, <laughs> get to the playoffs here first time since 2001. We'll see. But the AL Central, the the uh, I pulled up the AL East odds. The AL Central odds, the favorite is the Chicago White Sox. Everybody loves the White Sox. Yeah. Minus 200. Twins 5-1. to one. Detroit plus 750. The Cleveland Guardians, 10 to 1, and the Kansas City Royals at 16 to 1. But is this White Sox or pass, or do you think anybody else can kind of challenge you? So a lot of people are high on the Tigers, but I think that has more to do with just exceeding their win total. They mm-hmm. do have a lot of young talent on this team. Uh, they have good pitching and a solid manager, a cheating manager, but a solid manager <laughs> in A.J. Hinch. It's all about the White Sox in this division. And it's not just the lineup, which is absolutely stacked. They're you can loaded, make the yeah. argument that this is a top four or five lineup in all of baseball. Baseball. Speaking of my awards features, I have a 65 to 1 American League MVP ticket on Eloy Jimenez. Uh, Eloy went healthy, and this is the other thing. Let's do, I like to buy low on guys yeah. in the markets here. Um, Eloy, if you take his stats through his, his career and prorate it to 162 game season, 38 homers over 100 RBIs. This is a guy that went healthy. Now, he did, barely played at all last year, but went healthy, can blast 40 homers and drive in over 100 runs. They have a guy in Luis Robert who could lead the league in home runs this year to go along with Abreu and Harrison and Pollock, uh, Vaughn. This team is just stacked. And pitching-wise, very underrated, could be a top-five rotation in all of baseball. Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito. Lucas Giolito should be a good Cy Young Award candidate as well. Dylan Cease, Dallas Keuchel. This is a very, very good team. They trade away Craig Kimbrell. Why? Because they have Liam Hendricks in the back end of their bullpen. So they didn't need Craig Kimbrell. By the way, the Dodgers, I mean, come on, really, it's why. Um, This is really, uh, this is the elite team in this division, and they will come out on top. You named about a dozen names for the Chicago White Sox. You didn't even name Tim Anderson. Exactly. Like, like that's how good this team hurt is. And yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. It, it's it's incredible what they've built there for the Chicago White Sox team. Another year with high expectations. We'll mm-hmm. see if they can find more success in October. The AL East and the East divisions in both leagues are probably the most intriguing divisions here. Because so fun. The, 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 the favorite <laughs> right now is Toronto at plus 180. They have that young group hoping to take the next step here in 2022. The Bronx Bombers plus 230. You get the Rays plus 240 Tampa or rather uh, Boston six to one Baltimore 150 to one to win that division here okay. I mean you can make a case for about three or four of these teams a right, couple of things one I like the over on Baltimore's win total I think they'll win close <laughs> to 70 games uh, Adley Rutschman is I, I think he's gonna win American League rookie of the year the number's not good enough to play because it's only like five to one but Adley Rutschman is an absolute stud and the mm-hmm. Orioles do have a couple of young arms that they're going to be competitive, okay? They're going to be a team where you can consistently bet them at 
plus 300 when they play against the Yankees and the Red Sox and, and the Blue Jays, and they're going to win one out of three games in the series, and next thing you know, it's like, hey, I just cashed plus 350 yeah. on the Orioles today. Uh, so that'll be a team to look out for. Blue Jays, 92 and a half. This team won 91 games last year, and they're better than they were last year. They're better. I know everyone's going to like, oh, you lose Robbie Ray. Okay, okay. They bring in Kevin Gosman, <laughs> and Kevin Gosman is excellent. I know he's not Robbie Ray, but Kevin Gosman is excellent. The thing you have to keep in mind with this rotation is now you get a full year of Jose Barrios, mm-hmm. where he only pitched uh, after they acquired him last year. So he get a whole season of Barrios. You got Hunjin Ryu now who slides back into like the third or fourth spot in this rotation. Alec Manoa is a ridiculous young arm. Okay, the bullpen, iffy. But that lineup, what more can you say about this lineup? This is the second best lineup behind the Dodgers in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, you know, you Matt Chapman coming in uh, to replace Marcus Simeon. All right, so you move uh, uh, Bichette over to shortstop. So mm-hmm. Biggio, Bichette, Chapman, Guerrero, uh, Guriel. You know, Teoscar Hernandez, this is the second best lineup in all of Major League Baseball, like I said, behind the Dodgers and a rotation that is very, very good. It's definitely top 10 in all of baseball. So the Blue Jays, over 92 wins. They're going to be close to closer to 100. Blue Jays had the third best run differential in the American League last year, despite not let making me, the playoffs. Plus quick, 183 there. Real quick, let me tell you an underrated stat about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a stat, but just an underrated thing about them. There's no more uncertainty with this team about where they're playing their home games. There's no Dunedin. There's no Buffalo. It's a full season of Toronto. Getting that distraction away from these players can only benefit them. Yeah, no, it's going to be a fascinating season following this Blue Jays team that has so much potential in that American League East. Also, quick note here from Breaking News, Tiger Woods will address the media Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Okay, Tiger. So we'll see what Tiger okay. has to announce ahead of the Masters getting underway Thursday. It'll be the first round over at Augusta National. That does it for the show. Thank you to Wes Reynolds, VEASAN host, host of the Long Shots podcast for joining us. Talk a little college basketball and the Masters. Thank you to Evan Klosky, sports director at WTSP and Tampa. Tampa discussing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For Scott Seidenberg, I'm Femi Bebefe, our entire crew here at the South Point, wishing you a lot of good luck here the rest of the day and tomorrow night with the national title game. Coming up next here, betting across America, the Ross Reynolds connection over at Circa. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening.